For thousands of years, women have been defined by, shamed because of, and oppressed for their bodies and sexuality. Societies globally and historically have attempted to keep women's power at bay by controlling the narrative over our bodies and sexuality. If you're ready to reclaim your power, recharge your relationship with your own body, and reignite your sexuality, then you have come to the right place. I'm Tara, a body and sex positive advocate who aims to break stigmas and end shame when it comes to women's sexuality and their body confidence. You are now tuned in and turned on with Tara. Hey, hey, everyone. I am so excited about today's podcast episode because I'm going to share about how I got my groove back, how I started having sex more, how I started feeling sexier even in the throes of motherhood. Now, please excuse my voice a little bit. I do have a little bit of a cold, so I'm sounding a little nasally, but that's okay. Now, I know this might seem like the most taboo thing to talk about ever, being a mom and also being a person who enjoys sex, but it's true. We are both, and that's okay. Today we are going to be talking about motherhood and how it affects our sense of individuality and our sexuality, and a lot of times how it's not in the most positive manner. Then we're going to discuss how to overcome the hindrances motherhood often places on our sexuality. I'm going to share my personal story of struggling with my individuality and sexuality after having kids, and how I was finally able to embrace both while at the same time being a good mom. I love being a mom. Seriously, cannot imagine my life without my two kids. But does motherhood fulfill me? Define me? Make me a whole person? No, not at all. One of the things I wish people had warned me about when it comes to motherhood is what an abyss it is. It just sucks you in. It's a labyrinth in which you lose your sense of self. Now, I can already hear the critiques of this statement. I found myself in motherhood. Motherhood has been my biggest blessing. Blah, 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 good for you. And I agree with you on some of those things, but that doesn't make motherhood any less of a challenge either. Motherhood did cause me to reevaluate the person I wanted to be, but it also made me push down a lot of parts of my individuality that I thought couldn't coexist with my role as mom, and one of those being my sexuality. So, in turn, my sex life suffered pretty severely for a couple years. I didn't really want to ever have sex. I really didn't have sex often, and on the small chance that I did have sex, It wasn't as enjoyable as it was before I had kids. And it turns out this lack of sexual satisfaction is a common trend in motherhood. In one study, women were asked about their satisfaction with their sex lives before becoming moms. 62% of them rated their sex lives as very good. I mean, honestly, good for them, right? But then these same women were asked about their satisfaction with their sex lives after motherhood. Only 22% of them said very good. That's a 40% difference. And the percent that rated their sex life as rather bad or just straight up bad 
was up to 16%. In contrast, it was only 1.5% before. In a completely different survey, Motherly's Annual State of Motherhood Survey, only 7% of mothers said they were extremely satisfied with their sex lives. 33% were dissatisfied, and 8% were extremely dissatisfied. 17,000 women took that survey. That means about 7,000 of those women were unhappy in their sex lives, while only 490 were very happy with it. 77% of those women who reported they were dissatisfied said that they were only having sex at a frequency of once a month or less. So yeah, statistically speaking, moms aren't having good sex or really having sex at all. Why is this? I'm sure in your head right now, you're running through the list of excuses you give yourself and your partner. I mean, they all seem pretty obvious, don't they? You're exhausted from the constant night wakings that you would thought would end after the baby stage. But here they are, the age of four, waking you up at 3 a.m. asking for waffles. This is based off a real life experience of mine. Or maybe you're just tired of chasing a little kid around, being their snack bitch while at the same time trying to keep the house clean. Your brain is never quiet because of the mental load of motherhood. Keeping up with all the kids' sports, doctor appointments, teacher meetings. What's the dose of medicine they need again? When was the last time they got a bath? Are they hitting their developmental milestones? When are you supposed to have time to even think about sex? When are you supposed to have time to actually have sex? And when you do have sex, is your mind ever quiet? Because if you're like me, you're thinking about the million things you have to do or about your insecurities. Does he find this new fold in my stomach attractive? Am I sucking in enough? Does he think these stretch marks are gross? Yeah, pregnancy and motherhood did a number on my body and my self-esteem, which definitely affected my sex life negatively. So now I'm supposed to find time to somehow work out and have my body snap back too. Guys, it's been three and a half years since I had my last baby. I have not snapped back and I don't know how I'm ever going to have time or the mental capacity to have a career, be a full-time mom, work out, and make healthy food choices every day. It's usually a handful of goldfish, okay? And I am really struggling to find time to record this podcast i.e. why it's a day late. And also keep up with my daily workouts because my kids have constantly interrupted me for the last two days. Kids are terrorists out to destroy our time management skills. I just found my tennis shoes. I couldn't find them anywhere. I found them in my daughter's room. And I swear to God, I found a Capri Sun stuffed inside one of my sneakers. Sorry, that's me venting, but you get the point. A good sex life can seem impossible to attain when you're just under the pressures of motherhood, when you're exhausted and overrun by all the duties asked of you. But beyond all of these obvious reasons causing our sex lives to suffer as moms, I would argue there's one major cause behind it all. We've lost ourselves. We've lost our sense of self, our individuality, to motherhood. Motherhood, the way I'm talking about it anyway, doesn't mean just being a mother to a child. 
It means you're also under the weight of social, religious, political, ethical, psychological definitions of what it means to be a good mom. Because that's what we all want, hopefully, right? We want to be good mothers to our children. We want their teachers, our pastors, the guidance counselor, and hell, even the moms that pick up with the perfect highlights decked in Lululemon, carrying their Stanley Cups to think that we are great parents to our kids. It's natural to want to be a good mom. What wouldn't be natural is to want everyone to think you're a terrible mother and call child services on you. Or to be a mom that leaves deep psychological scars on their child, condemning them to a life of therapy and mommy issues. But see, this is where it gets complicated because we have to ask ourselves, what makes a good mom? And we've been given that answer for years without even realizing it. Religions, cultures, social constructs all can affect the answer to that question differently. But over time, there have been four consistent themes to what constitutes a good mother, no matter the country, religion, or decade. And these themes are what make up what sociologists call the motherhood mystique. The motherhood mystique is as follows. Theme one, motherhood is the path to achieve full fulfillment of womanhood. Theme two, caring for a child, home, and husband should coexist peacefully and run smoothly. Theme three, mothers should enjoy all mothering tasks. Team four, women should only display positive attitudes towards their mothering duties. I can barely make it through reading those without laughing. Big yikes, right? Seems a little sexist and outdated. Yet, this comes from a journal article written in 2014. To be clear, the authors of this article weren't saying that the motherhood mystique is the right way to mom, but it's just how society tends to view the standards of a good mother. And here's a fun fact for you. If I was going by the four themes of the motherhood mystique, I'd be considered a bad mom. Fuck, I'd be a a terrible mom. See, those standards don't leave much room for women to be individuals, to have interest beyond motherhood, let alone be sexual beings. In that same journal article, the authors noted that the motherhood mystique treats women's sexual fulfillment as incompatible with the all-encompassing role of mother. This article I read, by the way, which I'll link in the show notes, was examining the motherhood mystique as seen in the media from shows in the 80s and 90s like The Cosby's, Full House, to more recent media. The authors pointed out that even The Simpsons, Family Guy, and South Park tend to perpetuate this idea of a perfect mother that attends to all four of those themes. So just by watching TV for the last 30 plus years, we've been sent the message that a good mom isn't a sexy one. She's only interested in taking care of her family, and she's pretty much a one-dimensional being. Then do you guys remember a couple years ago when Kim Kardashian's cover of Paper Magazine came out? The uh, Break the Internet issue, where she pretty much did exactly that. You know, the uh, champagne glass on her ass photo. So many people came for Kimberly when this issue was released. The number one critique? This is inappropriate for a mom. Seriously, even other celebrities tweeted things like, but you're someone's mother. Never mind that Kim had been a sex symbol before she had a child. Now she was a mom, and she was supposed to be different. But what if that sex symbol is who Kim is? Why should a woman change who she is once she becomes a mom? 
Of course, there are aspects of you that will change when you become a mom, and some things need to change in order to be a better parent. For me, it meant not partying until 3 a.m. every single weeknight and trying my best not to throw up at work. By the way, have you ever been hungover trying to take care of your kids? It is the worst. It also meant being more cautious. Someone could hand me a pill at the club before and say, this is Adderall, and I'd say, okay, cool, and take it. Now I barely trust the medicine my doctor prescribes. Seriously, I research the antibiotics my doctor gives me for a sinus infection to see to see if he, the guy that went to medical school, really knows what he's doing. And I know we've all seen that TikTok or reel of that guy in the club taking whatever drug someone gives him and then flashing forward to his 30s where he's reading the vitamin bottle. We do grow up. We do mature. But does that mean we have to change every aspect of ourselves once we become a mom? I was one of those that thought so. Before I had kids, I was the wild party girl who loved tequila shots and dancing on bar tops. I had always been artistic and painted and sketched. I expressed my beliefs proudly and was unapologetic about my tendency to use the word fuck in every sentence. I loved sex, and I honestly, I guess some people would have said I was a bit of a freak. I mean, the first time I slept with my now husband, I was in an alleyway outside my car, so I wasn't exactly the most virtuous or chaste girl. I wanted to be a model. I worked as a liquor promo girl. I went on reality TV, and I competed in the Miss Tennessee USA pageant in order to pursue that dream. Just a year after placing in the top 10 of Miss Tennessee USA pageant, and yes, I am dropping in that humble brag because I worked so hard for that, I found myself pregnant with my first child out of wedlock, and living with one of my best girlfriends in a party loft downtown so that I could easily walk to the bars and then home every night. Needless to say, I changed. Of course, pregnancy demanded some of that. And I moved to the burbs with my boyfriend, eventually buying a house, having another kid, and getting married. In that order, because I have to rebel just a little bit. I stopped modeling and decided I needed to pursue a more realistic dream and job and I started my own business as a photographer. I rarely went out with friends to the club to dance. Okay, pretty much never ever went, even though I had loved to do that before. I stopped painting because it felt like it wasn't really achieving anything or adding to our lives because I wasn't making money off of it to provide for my kids. I tried my best to stop cursing as much, and I started showing up as this filtered version of myself on social media and in real life. And... I never wanted to have sex. Like, ever. I would say yes for my husband's benefit, but personally, I really didn't ever want to. I attributed this to all the reasons we listed before. I was tired. My brain was overloaded. I was touched all day and didn't want to be touched by my husband once he got home. And all of that was true, but there was more to it. I grew up evangelical Christian and in the conservative South. I never realized how much I had internalized the messaging from that upbringing that not only was sex in general bad, but as a mom, I was supposed to be anything but sexual or sexy. As mentioned before, this is pretty much the messaging that has been sent to us as women in the media and our culture for years. Motherhood and sexuality are incompatible and cannot coexist. So my sex life was shit. I wasn't being true to myself, and oh, here's a nice surprise, I wasn't fulfilled by motherhood like I had always been taught I would be. 
In fact, I felt less fulfilled than ever. I sank into a deep depression. I gained 20 pounds. I stopped brushing my teeth or even trying to look cute. My husband and I had zero intimacy. And hell, I never even masturbated. I was the one-dimensional being that embodied the motherhood mystique. I was fully dedicated to my children. I tried not to complain about how much motherhood drained me. I tried to keep up with taking care of my kids, my relationship with my husband, and cleaning the house. I attempted to step fully into motherhood and leave any trace of the person I was before behind. And I was never more unhappy. Because see, the path to fulfillment for a woman isn't defined by just motherhood. Just like it isn't by your job or your role as wife or girlfriend. Human beings are so much more complex than the roles we step into or the labels society gives us. But there's another problem. Women have been treated as lesser than human beings for centuries. Societies have tried to label us and define us as women. And anyone that stepped outside those roles, i.e. Kim Kardashian paper magazine, is often ridiculed and shamed. So what's the solution? How do we reclaim our individuality and reignite our sexuality while in the throes of motherhood? I can only share my story and advice, and I hope that it helps you. The first thing I had to do was admit I wasn't happy. I was extremely unhappy simply staying at home with my kids and dedicating my life fully to motherhood. And then I had to forgive myself for feeling this way realize it was normal, and go into therapy where I was completely honest about my negative feelings surrounding motherhood. My therapist encouraged me to embrace some of the things I left behind, like painting again. And now I actually have a full art studio at my house. I have sold a couple paintings, but in no way does it constitute even a small source of my income during a year. I do it because I love it. I do it without my kids. I do it for me. I get alone time, I express myself, and I do something I love, and honestly, that makes me a better mom. When I take time to do something I enjoy, I can relax and pour into my own cup for once. I come back to my kids refreshed and can give more to them. I also tried a bunch of different antidepressants and anxiety medication. The stigma of mental health problems being shameful does so much damage to people, including me. I thought if I admitted I was depressed, it meant I was failing as a mom. It didn't. What it means is that I have a chemical imbalance in my brain that really isn't any fault of my own. Medication helps treat that imbalance by providing serotonin my brain doesn't produce like it should on its own. I am then a happier and less anxious person. I say I tried a bunch of different ones because I did. I wanted so badly for that first medication to work, but it just didn't. I still had mood swings and it killed my libido. I kept trying until I found the right medication for me. And my quality of life is so much better. I am not going to say what medication I'm on because I'm not a doctor and I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you if you need antidepressants or anything like that. I'm just saying that this helped my life. And now my quality of life is so much better. And I would say my kids' quality of life is better now too because mommy isn't having mental breakdowns constantly and unable to control her emotions. Now here's where I'm going to get into some of the stuff I know people will love to judge me for, but honestly, I just don't give a fuck. I started going out with my girlfriends more. At least once a month, I go out with some friends, have some drinks, and end up dancing at a bar. Sure, 
I'm not blackout or on the bar anymore. But there are still times I don't get home until 3 a.m. My kids are still well taken care of by their father. And I still cuddle and watch movies with them Sunday morning after my night out. But I stopped pretending that I didn't like to party just because I was a mom. Sure, no random drugs from strangers anymore. And I don't miss that. (laughs) I feel like I did that before because I didn't really care about my life. And now with kids, I do. I feel like I have a reason to live, so I am more cautious when out, but I still have a ton of fun. I'll have one too many cocktails with my friends and laugh all night about something ridiculous one of us did. I'll dance and let the boys in their 20s check me out, and sometimes I'll even flirt. Of course, my husband knows about this, but it makes me feel sexy again. I get dressed up. I wear some short skirts and cleavage-bearing shirts. I pile on the eyeliner like I did in my wild child days. And most importantly, I feel like myself again. I am Tara, a mom, a great mom who volunteers at her kids' schools constantly and makes sure my kids always have the right size coats and takes them to all their doctor's appointments, signs them up for sports, and kisses them when they have a boo-boo. But I'm also Tara the individual who likes to drink tequila and dance and dress sexy. I'm the Tara who paints for no reason other than she likes to paint. Tara who has a sex podcast, shows up on her Instagram and lingerie, and says the word fuck as much as she fucking wants to. By making myself a priority, by stopping pretending I was a one-dimensional woman who only needed motherhood and her children to be a complete person, And by dropping the weight of society's expectations for me as a mother and a woman, I found that I actually became a better mom and wife. Oh, and guess what? The best part? I want to have sex again. Reigniting my sexuality wasn't just about being myself again, though. I had to fight the ideas that I had been taught that sex was bad, that moms couldn't be sexual, and I had to start to embrace the freak. Now, you can listen to my previous podcast episode about sex and spiritual growth if you want to address some of the ideas about sex being bad. But here today, I'm just going to focus on embracing the freak. Before I had kids, I loved to try new things in the bedroom. I liked being spanked, using toys, and dirty talk. After I had kids, I stepped away from those kinks because they felt too naughty for a mom. Now, I'm talking about this openly and freely, by the way, to help break the stigma that sex is bad or that a woman who is a mom isn't also a sexual being. So, I had to get real with my husband about my fantasies and likes in bed. Sure, it was stuff that we had done before we had kids, but I was worried that he too wouldn't be okay with me being a mom and being freaky with him. It turns out that it was kind of a turn on for us both, though. The whole rebelling against the role I'm supposed to play kind of thing. We started trying new things again, being adventurous, and most importantly, being open and honest with our fantasies. And we got a little weird from time to time without any shame attached. I started to accept the fact I was still a little bit of a freak in bed. And it started by slowly dipping my toe in the waters again, introducing a toy or two. But now I would say I'm pretty much 90% embraced my inner freak. There's always room to explore more, right? The point is, our sex life is probably at the best place it's ever been in our entire relationship. And that's with a three-year-old and a six-year-old at home. Sure, 
We probably don't get to have sex as often as we want because we're still snack bitches for our children and have to break up fights between them more often than not. I also can't be as vocal as I'd like to be in the bedroom because they might hear and God forbid I scar them for life. But it's still better because I'm being fully myself and embracing my individuality and sexuality. If I was one of those women that had been surveyed at the beginning of this podcast, I would rate my sex life as very good or could honestly say that I am very satisfied with it. More satisfied than I've ever been, in fact. And it's important to note that once I made myself a priority, it was easier to make my relationship with a husband a priority and see both of us beyond just the roles of being mom and dad at home. We hired a babysitter. We started getting more alone time and going on date nights. And in turn, we started getting it on a lot more. All right, guys, well... Now that you know I'm extremely satisfied with my sex life, I hope you can all sleep peacefully tonight. (laughs) No, uh, really, I hope that this podcast helped you in some way. Be able to break free from what you think you're supposed to look like as a mom. There have been expectations piled on us about what motherhood should look like and how we should feel and act as a mom. And it's important that we drop the weight of those expectations and we start embracing ourselves fully. I really, truly believe that by embracing who you really are, the you that is the individual beyond the role of mother, your entire life will improve and you're more likely to be able to rate your sex life as very good. So thank you for tuning in and I hope getting turned on more easily. Until next week, babes, I am signing off.